Our second reading comes to us from the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them, and there were many laying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you, and they, and you will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded. And as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them. And flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy mortals and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded and the breath came into them and they lived and stood on their feet a vast multitude. Then he said to me, mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. And I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you and you shall live. And I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. This ends the reading of God's holy word. May God add many blessings to the hearing of it. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we've come into your house and gathered in your name to worship you. Enable us to hear your call in our lives. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts here together be found pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Our Lord, our Rock, our Redeemer. Amen. Friends, this is a magical time of year. My parents were in town last week, and when I wasn't in the room, my mom turned to Heather and said, Chris really loves Christmas, doesn't he? I'm not sure where that came from. And she might have said that because I spent most of Saturday decorating the outside or trying to get set up our stereo system so our Christmas playlist can stream in every room in the house and we can listen to it as we decorated the tree and wrapped presents and put out 18 different nativity sets and hung greenery. Or she might have said that because on Friday night we went to Mount Vernon for the candlelight tour. On Saturday we went to Homestead Gardens uh, to see all the decorations and then went out to Watkin Park. And then Sunday I took Hannah to see the Nutcracker. 
She might have said that because she knew that uh, Heather and I had plans on Thursday and Friday to go, to go to New York and go up Fifth Avenue and go to Macy's and see the Rockefeller tree in Rockefeller Center. Or that this afternoon we're leaving right after church to go up to Westchester, Pennsylvania to take Hannah on the Santa Express train ride. Any of these reasons might have made her think that I love Christmas. Because we're only a, it's only been a week and a half since Thanksgiving and I've already fit a season's worth into these few days and we have more plans ahead. But that's not why I say this is a magical time of year. It's magical because in a week and a half, the new Star Wars movie comes out. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. And I may be equally excited for Christmas as I am for Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I was born at that perfect time. The first movie I remember seeing was the original Star Wars, which they have retitled Star Wars A New Hope. And since that movie is 35 years old or so, I'm not going to feel like I'm spoiling anything when I say it's about a group of a small group of rebels rising up against the evil galactic empire. And they've been beaten back and beaten down and they think all is lost. And then the movie opens. And during the course of the movie, they discover a new hero, Luke Skywalker, and they destroy the Death Star, the empire's greatest weapon. And they find a new hope. And it's that hope that drives them. It's that hope that fuels them through the rest of the series And it shows us how powerful hope can be. Today is the first Sunday of Advent. Today we light the hope candle. And our passage today deals at its backbone with hope. Now this is a passage that seems more fitting to be read at Halloween than than, uh, the first Sunday of Advent. Which is kind of fitting since stores have been getting ready for Christmas since Halloween. And it's a story many of us remember from our childhood. God gives Ezekiel the prophet a vision. And he's standing in a dry valley and it's filled with bones. And God says, Ezekiel, can these bones live? And Ezekiel says, well, you know, Lord. And God tells Ezekiel to prophesy to them. Tell them that they will come together. Tell them that muscle and flesh and skin will cover them. And Ezekiel begins to prophesy and there's a noise like a rattling as the bones start to shake and they come together and they form skeletons. And Ezekiel watches as flesh and muscle and skin cover these skeletons. And then it's a valley full of bodies. And God says to Ezekiel, prophesy to the wind. Prophesy that the wind will come... The breath will come from the four corners of the earth and fill these bodies and that they will live. And Ezekiel prophesies this and the wind comes sweeping through the valley and the bodies begin to breathe. And I think it's very important to note in this instance that the word in Greek for uh, both or in Hebrew for both wind and breath is the same word. So God's breath, God's wind, the wind that fills the bodies, the breath that fills the body are one and the same. And Ezekiel is amazed. And it's important to note the context in which Ezekiel receives this vision. Ezekiel was a priest living in Jerusalem just before the Babylonian Empire captured Jerusalem and exiled most of its residents. 
including Ezekiel. And him and most of his country were forced to live in Babylon, a strange country. And there they were worried they would lose their faith, they would lose their customs, they would lose who they were. They were there for 70 years. And a despair filled the people. And it's in this despair that God gave Ezekiel this vision. This vision tells Ezekiel that even if Israel was reduced to a valley of bones, that God could still give them life. It's a vision to fill Ezekiel and the Israelite people with hope. Hope that even in the midst of exile, even in the midst of the human tendency to turn away from God, God is still steadfast and present with them. That God is still lifting up, still walking beside them. That God still knows their future. That God is a God of resurrection and hope and new life. And God promises all this to Ezekiel and to the Israelite people. Today we are entering into Advent. And Advent is a time of hope. Advent is a time, the first candle we light is the hope candle. And we remember what it's like to look for the coming Messiah. For the hope that comes in that. At the same time, we hope for the new life that we know Jesus will bring when He comes again. That all is not lost. That no matter how bad things can get, God is present with us. That even if we are reduced to a valley of dry bones, God has the power to breathe life and spirit into us. Advent is a time of hope. A time when we remember that God came and God will come again in Jesus Christ. A time when we remember how much God loves this world As we look for the time when the Messiah will come again. And we're filled with hope. In 1981, Eugene Land, a self-made millionaire, was asked to talk to a group of 61 sixth grade students in East Harlem. And as he prepared, he had no idea what he was going to say. Here was a group of African American and Latino students in a community where most of the students dropped out before graduating high school. He was a self-made millionaire. He lived a life that these students could never imagine. And he worked diligently to prepare his notes. And he felt that they were inadequate. When the time came, he stepped up to the podium to address these students. He looked at his notes. And he disregarded them. And he looked at the students and said, stay in school. And I'm sure they thought, well, that's easy for you to say. He said, if you stay in school, when you graduate high school, I will pay for your college. And murmurs went through the crowd. This was a community where it wasn't expected for students to graduate. Where many of them dropped out to enter into gangs, to get jobs, to do whatever they had to, to get by. Six years later, of the 61 students, 
59 graduated high school and went to college. And Eugene Land was true to his word. He helped each and every one of them go to the college that they wanted to. When interviewed for the New York Times, one of the students said, the main difference was that we knew that there was someone there for us. We knew that we were supported. And that gave us hope. And that made all the difference. That let us know that we could do it. We could stay in school. We could excel. We could go to college. Hope is a powerful thing. And as Christians, we know that our hope comes from Jesus Christ. We know that Jesus Christ brings the hope of new life. We know that no matter if you're an Israelite trapped in exile in Babylon, if you're a part of a, a galactic rebel against the evil empire, or you're living in suburban D.C., that hope can move us to great things. And we have faith in Jesus Christ. We have faith that no matter how many times we may turn away, no matter where we find ourselves, that God is with us and God is a God of resurrection and new life. And as we travel towards Christmas, we travel towards this day when we celebrate God's presence with us in Christ. We look forward to the day when He comes again. The day when His work will be complete. When we will have new life, new earth, new Jerusalem. When we will see God in all of God's glory. We look for the day when Jesus will come again and gather up the dry bones in the valley. And will put skin and flesh into them. And will fill us with God's breath and God's Spirit. So let us prepare for that day by standing and singing, Breathe on us, breath of God.